1: Let's get right to it. We love when we have uh, our next guest on the show. He never pulls any punches, tells you how it is, and you get to hear him each and every time the Browns play here on WHBC. He is the radio voice of the Cleveland Browns, Jimmy Donovan. Jimmy, thanks for making time for us. How are you, my friend? I am good, Kenny. Good to be with you guys. Thanks for making time for us, as you always do, Jimmy. And let's get right to it. Here we are. 13 games into the season. Browns at 5-8, and eight, four games left. Deshaun Watson has now played two games, Jimmy. Uh, let's go uh, and break this down into uh, two separate seasons. The first season is the first 11 games with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Give me your thoughts as you were calling the games uh, as they went 4-7 and seven with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback.
0: Well, I thought he played um, – I thought he played – Overall, I thought he played well. I thought that there were isolated moments and albeit very critical moments where he made a big play and it was a bad play. I mean, it was, you know, an interception, uh, you know, something, you know, the inability to get the team down the field uh, on a last drive. But I would say this, guys, I would say the season took a quick turn for the worst. In Game Two of the season, the Jets game, a 13-point lead with a minute 55 left to go in the game, you're at, you're at home, uh, the place is going crazy, and you're about to go two and zero for the first time in forever, and the game slips away. And at that point in time, because we were counting on, you know, at least three, if not four, victories out of those first four games, realizing that you really had to stockpile wins to get to relevance and remain relevant uh, to get to when Deshaun Watson was going to commit and play, uh, boy, that that was just a crippling loss that I think hurt them in the standings, obviously, because it was just a blown loss, AFC loss, things like that. But I also think it really kind of blew their minds apart. And I think that that really became a problem for them as they were coming down the stretch in games, in Atlanta, at home against the Chargers, those games slipped away because there was this thing that really, it was a wall to them that they just kept running into it. We can't, finish, we don't know how to finish these games. So yeah. I think that was really, as early as it was, Kenny, that Jets game, really, I knew it was going to come back and haunt us. And it, it's not that it came back and haunted us. I really believe it haunted us all year long.
2: Jimmy, I want to thank you for joining us again. Wish you and yours a very happy holiday season. Um, I'm watching the Red Zone, and you guys do a fantastic job yourself, Gerard and Tony, and since we can't get Dick and Dayton to wish you a happy holiday season, we have to do it ourselves. (laughs) But you made a very interesting point as I DVR the show and I watched it last night. Since the 2020 playoff appearance, team's going in reverse. Jim, how do they get out of this?
0: Well, yeah, JT, I really do believe that, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. I get the sense maybe you do. We um, do. But <laughs> two, two years ago, <laughs> two years ago, we are, you know, really in a great spot. Uh, we make the playoffs. We win a playoff game. We're right up in there until the final gun at Arrowhead Stadium against the great Kansas City team. And you walked away from that and said, "Okay, a lot has been accomplished. We're good. We're going to get better." we're really young we're going to be together for a long time we're not going to go through all these regime changes and certainly not coaching changes because at that time we had the coach of the year um and you know i just thought that this was going to be annual that we were going to be in the playoffs every year that we were going to be hosting a playoff game that we were going to be in the biggest of the big game maybe um And I think as we take a look at it right now, I feel we are farther away from that and drifting away from that rather than getting closer to getting back into the playoffs and getting in big games. And I think that that really troubles me as as I watch this team regress rather than show a lot of progress.
1: Jimmy. I agree with you 100% on that, okay? So I mentioned earlier, the first, we, we wanted to break this season down into two parts. Jacoby Brissett, right. first 11 games. Now it's two games with Deshaun Watson entering his third game, Right. With uh, the game Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens, who will have six games under his belt when the season comes to an end. All right, With that in mind, what you've seen so far from Deshaun, improvement from Game 1 to Game 2, but what you've seen and what you expect the rest of the way is that part of the way they can get out of this spin if he lives up to the expectations that were put on him when they traded so much for him and paid him so much money.
0: Well, yes, I think, and, and Kenny, I really think, uh, to to pour a little optimism on our discussion here right now, uh, I really do believe he is not going to be a problem. I think he is going to be terrific. I think what we're seeing right now is what the reality is. Hasn't played in a couple of years, hasn't played in a long time. He is playing at a true preseason level right now uh, and just trying to get into the swing of things. the The real odd combination is, He's at a preseason level, and he's going up against teams, and he's playing with his own team who are deep into the season. So it's a real mismatch as far as that is concerned. But I don't think he is going to be the problem with this team. I think he is going to be the highlight of the team. After all, we've done decades looking for a quarterback who has the kind of skills and credibility that he has. And I do believe he is going to be that guy. And certainly at the beginning of next year, I think he will flow. But I do say this, guys. I really believe in the next two games Saturday afternoon against the Ravens, Christmas Eve against New Orleans, home games. He is going to be in a friendly place rather than getting booed, you know, off right. the bus in Houston and down in Cincinnati. In front of his new fans, I think we all want to see more progress. Mm-hmm. And we want to be comforted by the fact that, oh, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy we really kind of jumbled this whole season up for, because after all, that's really what happened here, is that you basically kind of threw this season up in the air, and where it fell, nobody knew, especially after he was suspended for 11 games. So I think he'll be fine. My worry, Kenny, is um, with the rest of the roster, you know, are these young players progressing to the point where we think they are going to be the players uh, who are going to carry us along with Deshaun Watson. Now, I also think the thing that you're seeing right now is that they don't know how to play with him, and he doesn't know how to play with them. Uh, the offensive line, they don't know when he's running or when he's going to pass. Uh, you know, They have to hold on to blocks longer because he's holding on to the ball because it's been so long since he's looked at this type of situation. And the speed of the game, I think, is even surprising him, even though he's a—you know—he's a you know he's a quasi-veteran in the NFL. Um, But I think that's where we are right now. I I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be terrific. I just worry about the rest of the roster, and is it going to match him?
2: Jimmy, in the last week, we saw Baker Mayfield, and by the way, NFC Player of the Week offensively. In two (laughs) days, he comes into into the Rams and he wins a game. We all know how that worked out. But the Cowboys took T.Y. Hilton. The Bills get Beasley out of retirement. The Browns take Jalen Darden, but don't activate him. You mean to tell me the Browns couldn't take a flyer on a T.Y. Hilton? Because when I look at this receiving crew, and I look at uh, maybe Amari Cooper not at 100% on Sunday, right. but yet they couldn't sit him down because they had nobody else. There's, I, I definitely think Andrew Barry's got to do a better job of finding talent to help these quarterbacks out.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, if, if I was diagnosing what they need going into next season, and, and we're almost at that point, guys, where, you know, you're taking yeah. a look at, okay, what are we going to do next season? Uh, I would say they need a couple of defensive tackles, and they need a big-time receiver that can really get down the field and be a threat down the field. And not just a threat, but you can make plays, big plays down the field. Cooper is not that kind of guy. Cooper is a terrific receiver and has given them a good year. And JT, he played at about 65% wow. last Sunday in Cincinnati. So I give him a lot of credit for going out and playing. The disappointment for them has been Schwartz. Uh, you know, the third round draft choice that they took out of Auburn a year ago, that has not materialized at all. And that's been a problem because he was supposed to be the speed guy that could get down the field. So you need defensive tackles and you need a big time receiver to add to that receiving court. I don't know, you know, why they didn't go get a D.Y. Hilton or a Cole Beasley or things like that. They, uh, they I, I will say this, if they draft you, you are going to get a long, long look from them before they ever look the other way and look at another player. They are uber loyal as far as that is concerned. And, you know, you could definitely say to a fault um, as it plays out, but, uh, you know, it is a problem for them right now. Uh, You know, when they had OBJ, uh, say what you want about him. Did they use him the right way? Probably not. Was there a problem between him and Mayfield? It looks like there was. But if you were playing the Browns and OBJ was on the field and with them at that point in time, you had to concern yourself defensively with him that he could just break one and run by you and you could give up 68 or 75 yards and he could be in the end zone on one play. Now, he didn't do it often here for a couple of reasons, Mm -hmm. but you have to have that kind of guy to add to this receiving core because they are really limited as far as space is concerned and and the ability to really make a big play. It takes them a while to get down the field. And part of it is because they're missing that type of receiver.
1: And, Jimmy, going back to the the hot seat question, the reason I threw Andrew Barry in there is I'm looking at his three drafts, right? And I'm looking for an impact player in his three drafts, and I have been unable to find an impact player in his three drafts. And that's why I'm wondering, okay, maybe his seat isn't hot, but is he feeling any pressure? of, uh, you know, drafting better, trading better, free agent signings, making better moves there because uh, you look at it, you know, Greg Newsom, uh, okay, JOK, oh, he looks decent. Martin Emerson, oh, right. well, he's a third-round pick. He's had some nice games. Jed yeah. Wills has been, uh, you know, not what he was supposed to be, so that's why right. I wonder about Andrew Barry.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, Kenny, I hear you on that. Um, you know, I think that I think that we thought, you know, he was hitting the ball out of the park, uh when he first came and what they were doing and what they were adding um i think that uh i give him a lot of credit i think the cooper trade was a really good move i really do um i i thought that was a good move that he made um as as far as the draft is concerned you know i think emerson is going to be a good player i really do he's a big corner um and and i like that but like you're right it's a third round draft choice He's kind of living on Donovan Peoples-Jones, a six-round mm-hmm. draft choice, who's a terrific yep. player, and he's getting better and better. I've seen more growth from him than I really have from any of the other young players. And I'll, I'll throw Delpit in there. You know, let's throw him in there and uh, Jordan Elliott in there. Uh, that's why I'm concerned about the the two-year hiatus now from the playoffs. These young guys mm-hmm. who are who would be in the third year of their NFL career should be playing at a higher level and should be ushering you into big games with the ability to win big games. I mean, that's the other thing. Uh, You know, I watched the Cincinnati-Kansas City game the week before uh, the Browns played the Bengals, obviously, and I watched the intensity that was in that game. It was being played in the regular season, but at an AFC championship game intensity. And I kind of thought to myself as I was studying the Bengals, could we play in that kind of a game Never mind win it. Can we play and compete in that kind of a game? And I don't know that we can right now with the way the lack of progress that's been made over the last two years. And, the, and that's the troubling part of the lack of growth, I think.
2: Lack of growth, and we keep hearing it's one of the youngest teams in the National Football League. So you start thinking about these guys haven't really grown in the last couple of years. We start thinking of words like capital, creativity. Can we make any deals? We need veterans. How can Andrew Barry effectively add veteran leadership to this team because we know we're not going to have any draft picks next year or, or the following year?
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, you're, you're right. And and remember, the $230 million, mm-hmm. you know, Ooh. he only got a million, you know, this year. The, that number is going to go skyrocketing up. And that's the thing when you make a deal like that. I mean, it's happened to a lot of other teams, and the Browns are going to get bit by this too or at least they're going to have to learn how to deal with it, that you know that constricts you from being able to go out and spend a ton of money because there's so much cap room that's going to be eaten up on the one contract with Deshaun Watson. They do need maturity. They do need some leadership. They are too young, and one young guy is lined up against another young guy. They need an older guy in there that can kind of settle it down. Now, they thought that Anthony Walker, the linebacker, who got hurt right at the beginning of the year, they thought he was going to be the guy that could really kind of pull that defense together. And and I think too, he possibly could have done it. Those young players really kind of stuck with him, uh, but he was out for the year. That's hard to do in a cast and on the sideline. You need to be in the huddle and, and being able to make plays, but they do need some maturity. They do need some, some veteran players to come in here, uh, you know, and really kind of pull these young players and get them going. They really need to get them going. They need, to have a, they need to teach them a little bit how to be pros, how to be in big games, You know how to get by tough situations in games and, and buckle, buckle down and be able to handle it and get past it uh, because right now uh, they're really just kind of floundering.
1: Jim Donovan, our guest, radio voice of your Cleveland Browns. You hear him uh, whenever the Browns play right here on WHBC. And when they play this week, will be Saturday at 4.30, First Energy Stadium. Jimmy, what do you expect from Deshaun Watson in game number three? Game one, awful. Game two, better, but still not good enough. One touchdown now in eight quarters of play, leading the offense. And you face a good Ravens defense, but a questionable offense because they may be down to their fourth string quarterback. So with all of that in play, what are you expecting from Deshaun Watson in game number three? Well, I think
0: he's, uh, you know, he can't worry about all of that. He is going to have to worry about that uh, Raven defense because they're very good. Roquan Smith going over there, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Pierre Paul going over there and what they had already, you know, on that defense, they're playing very well. And, you know, you just look at, you know, a team, what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been pretty, but the result is what the result is. They won. Okay. They beat Denver. Uh, it was, it was tough. It was right down to the last second, but they found a way to win it. Same thing happened in Pittsburgh last Sunday. They found a way to do it 16 14. I think the week before was 10 9, but their defense is, is very, very good. Now, what does he have to do? Number one, Kenny, he has got to see it faster and get the ball out of his hands, uh, because he really is puzzled back there. And he looks at times like he's in between gears. You know, it looks as though he's indecisive about, do I want to pull it down, take take off and run, or do I want to... And then there's another option that he does very well when it works. He pulls it down, goes up to the line of scrimmage like he's going to run, and then still throws. Um, or is he going to stay back there and throw the football? Um, he's just kind of caught in between all of those decisions. You know, in the middle of a play, which is not a good situation, and it ends up with what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, really ugly offense. And the other thing that's going wrong for him is that the running game has just gone dry because of that offensive line struggling. And so he is second and 11, second and 10, you know, third and 11, third and nine. And, you know, these are difficult down in distances for any quarterback, but especially for a quarterback who is just getting back into the swing of things after being away from the game for a couple of years. So I think everybody would feel better, Kenny, if he could finish some drives off, you know, get them down there and get them into the end zone, get into the red zone and get into the end zone. uh, And, and don't, you know, walk away with, you know, zero points, you know, because of a crazy call on fourth down, or you're settling for a field goal. I just think that people would like to see him get in a rhythm, maybe two times Sunday In Cincinnati, there was a flow that you went, okay, he's looking pretty good, but not enough. So we got to see more. Uh, Tough challenge against a really good defense in a game that they need, Baltimore. So you're going to get their best. Um, But he's at home, and I just think that he's got to be what his calling card is. I think he is an incredible athlete, and I would let him be a little bit more athletic starting Saturday afternoon and continuing the next week against New Orleans and growing that. Kind of performance.
1: You mean like on fourth and one from the twenty-five yard line? <laughs> keep him in the game and let him uh, run the football for the first down, or maybe throw a touchdown pass instead of bringing an ice cold backup quarterback in the game, Jimmy? Well, I got to tell you, I'm going to just
0: I'll let you in on this. We were, you know, we're watching. You know, the game is going on. Not not that long because it happened very very early. And the drive was looking good, and you're disappointed on third and one that they didn't get it, that Kareem Hunt didn't get the first down. Let me go back and play before that. I thought, you know, no no excuse here, but I just, from my vision, uh, I thought Watson got the first down. I thought he got a bad spot. But anyway, having, okay. having said that, third down, they don't get it. Fourth down, you know, I was watching Jacoby Brissett warm up a ton. I mean, really be throwing the ball a ton. And we were in a commercial break, and I said to Nathan – I said, Nathan, why is Brissett throwing so much oh. over on the sideline? It's not like Watson is hurt. and he goes, eh, I don't know, he's just trying to keep warm. And lo and behold, here he comes. He comes into the game on the fourth and one play. Um Yeah, you know, it's Kenny, it's not like Deshaun Watson weighs three hundred and five pounds and has a beer belly like Sonny Jurgensen and he you <laughs> know, he can't he can't move. This guy can really move and you're paying him a ton of money and on a big play that you're trying to get him involved in the flow of, of situations like this and get it re-acclimated, reacclimated to it, he's on the sideline, which
1: none of it made sense.
2: Amazing. So you saw it. Nathan saw it. You think Zach Taylor may have seen this? <laughs> no, because I mean, they didn't
1: cover the guy. I mean, it was no, wide open. But the thing right?
2: is this, Kenny. You're talking about a guy that's buried in his play sheet. You think nobody else in that stadium saw it? Of course they did. Well,
0: Yeah, the other thing was um, – you know, I think they've kind of scratched that itch a little bit too much on the Jacoby yeah. Brissett coming in, you know, on the quarterback sneak. And it's gallant and it's great. I don't know. Did they put Brissett in because it was his birthday on Sunday? You know? <laughs> you know it
2: this, was Joe this, Burrows this, was, the day before.
0: <laughs> this isn't Little League baseball, okay? This isn't where you have to play the kid two innings and make sure he gets up to the plate <laughs> once in the game. I mean, this is an NFL game. And I
1: walked into that stadium feeling,
0: this is a big game. They need to win this game. Uh, it,
1: it was wrong on,
0: on every page.
1: No doubt. Jimmy, you're the best. We always appreciate the time you make for us here on WHBC. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk to you at season's end, all right?
0: I absolutely, guys. Have a great holiday, and to all your listeners, down there at WHBC, too. Happy holidays.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. Same to you, Jimmy. Jimmy Donovan checking in with us here on the Kenny and JT Show, his thoughts on the Brown season so far and what he expects this Saturday against the Ravens at 435 right here on WHBC.